And welcome to Pod Anymore. Welcome back. So, we were having a little bit of a... We were, we were just, right before we turned on the recording, we were just talking about Encanto in particular. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I mean... Wow, I, I mean, we've just been watching the TV show again, and then we are looking into, like, listening to the songs, and we are just discussing about culture and language and yeah. how different culture, specifically, I guess, in this in this part, South American. Yeah, the Latin, the Latin culture. The Latin culture mm-hmm. do have this understanding of emotion, emotion and, and deep love, especially yeah. in their music. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think I think our conversation con- led on to like how culture and language kind of Correct. shape the way we perceive because, things. Because and, in yeah. Latin culture, they understand emotion emotions on such a deeper level. That's why they have... Uh, it's inspired in their media such as telenovelas. Yeah. And for their music, it's so moving and yeah. rich. Like all the Latin, all the Latin side of music, for example, like most of Enrique Iglesias' music yeah. just moves you, it boils down to your yeah. soul. And like I was speaking on how Taiwan as well, they have such a deep understanding of like emotions and everything. Mm. So they have like their Taiwanese dramas. Yeah. And I said, like Hong Kong, for example, they have really good action, yes, action yeah. movies and stuff because that's their life, that's their culture. It's yeah. fast paced, it's constantly moving. Yeah. That's why they appreciate and understand action culture so much better. Yeah, and in fact, I, I'm speaking of Taiwan, like I think a lot of the Taiwanese songs are very emotional, yes, very exactly. uh, moving, and and w- I mean, I don't really listen to them, but mm-hmm. when I see my friends listen to them, there's so much emotion in it, and yeah. And you can see it, you can feel it. It's the same with canto, canto pop. Canto as pop well. as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a very big thing. Yeah, and I think it's just it's amazing how a person's language. Okay, we obviously we're going into like micro sociology. I mean, I had topic on this in my uni uni days, but right, yeah. Uh, looking, at, I mean, it's amazing how really our languages really change the way we perceive things, and obviously culture as well. Definitely, yeah. And yeah. So we were also te- we were also because we were just watching the um, scene from Encanto, mm-hmm. where it was Abuelo Pedro singing the song Dos Origuitas, I think. Yeah, yeah, Dos, Orig- Dos Origuitas. Yeah, yep. and it was at the end of that song where I said, "So Abuela basically had triplets and moved uh-huh. away because yep. of trouble in her town, and." Yeah. Pedro had to sacrifice himself Literally, for the yeah. sake of everybody else in that party. Yeah. And Abuela had to see all of this happen. Yeah. And because of who she is, she's such a strong Latin woman, which is yeah, every I've heard I've heard stories from people who grew up in Latin culture. Their grandmother is that their abuelas are all very strong, powerful Latin women. Yes. And she definitely, Abuela is definitely one of those people. Yeah. So if you really think about it, she's probably never even spoken about Pedro and what happened to her kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe in passing just to, just to let them know of their origin, but mm-hmm. never on this deep emotional level until she was speaking to Mirabel at the end of the movie. Yeah. At the lake. Yeah. And, Mirabel finally understands why she had to because she, all, she was focused on progress and moving on. Yeah. That she had to be the strong foundation for this entire Encanto. Yep. So it really and then Stephen brought up this point what, th- these kinds of conversation 
of emotion, this deep, meaningful emotional conversations was something that was lacking, I guess, mm-hmm. is the right word, in D&D. Oh, I think I w- wasn't lacking, but rather uh, it's something that I enjoyed when right, my character yeah. get into it. And what's lacking, I think, having this conversation in real life. I, I probably like, in real life and everyday. Yeah, you need, to, you need to be able to speak to people. Yes, yeah, and I think Disney always pulls out this kind of messaging where converse, you know, with your loved ones and all that. But obviously, in real life, it's different. There's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Our busyness, right time, right place. I don't know all sorts of excuses we give ourselves, right? I yeah, I had and this conversation with my in-laws just this past weekend. Oh, really? Like, it, it's all about upbringing sometimes. Yeah, like you, one of like. Her, she's she was talking about her 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 brother, yeah. who sadly passed away recently. I, okay, and he was always the loving one, the giving mm. one, and he would talk to his kids mm. and tell them he loved them. Even when the kids were grown up and teenagers yeah. and everything and adults, he was still telling them he loved them. Not yeah. only his kids, like all the kids in the family. I see. Even her yeah. children, my wife and her sisters. Yeah, he would just like, hey, come here. How are you? Okay, love you enough. They kind of like, love you, ki- like. It's like a child, like yeah. still very loving to everyone, mm. and uh, they were telling me wh- at his funeral, yep. the 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 organizers of funeral, the funeral house where they were mm. holding the funeral, mentioned the head because that wasn't he was okay. I'm jumping everywhere, but he wasn't just like that to his family. He was just like he was like that to everyone, right? Very loving, yeah. very giving, very just open and pure about his emotions. Yeah. So when it came down to his funeral, the funeral house mentioned. They had never seen so many people sending flowers and donations and just every like so much outpouring of love from external non-family yeah. and family. At it was full. They never seen it full. It was spilling out of the the hall and into the roads of where they were. Wow. Okay. And there was just yeah. the kind of person he was, and it really made me think about. It's, it's okay. We're kind of veering away from like the nerd stuff and everything, but it really made me think about what people are nowadays. Yeah. You know, that fake social media, it's all, it's so tiring. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's the message behind this, uh, this Encanto, Encanto yeah. right? Exactly. Where, in fact, I think I was pointing out earlier where like Mirabelle, there's a line saying that I had to be per, uh, wait, I can't remember. Something, uh, oh man, I forgot. Something about, uh, yeah. Oh no, that's not, okay, sorry. It's not from Encanto. It's the comment from the people right, in, the, yeah, okay. in the videos on the YouTube saying something right, like I'm- We were also yeah, watching Isabella's song. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm tired to be perfect. I'd rather be truthful. Yes. That was the line that someone wrote. And I think that's really what Encanto stands for, right? Exactly. Yeah, like, it's about truth. When Luisa- mentions mm. all the pressure and uh, surface pressure yeah. that is on her the first thing that Mirabelle did was hug her after yeah. the song because and she said I think you're taking on too much Yeah, and when Isabella who kind of bullies Mirabelle all throughout yeah. her life so when Mirabelle Mirab- when, when Isabella was singing about how she would she has there is so much to her rather than being perfect mm. she wants to be wants to let all the weird ass little yeah. freaking plants grow it was about uh, Mirabel immediately turned on to be supportive. Yeah, and that's who Mirabel is. Yeah, and I love that so much. We we all need that kind of yeah supporting friendships and relationships in our lives. Definitely, and I think 
okay, this is the moment where I, you know, bringing back to Dungeons and Dragons because right. Apodity more is really about that, right? I, I guess so, yeah. Part of it, right? And uh, I really love this portion of uh, the game. I think I experienced it myself when, I, okay, we talked about this before in the game Long Way Around in the previous podcast. Right. And where I think the party really feels like a family where they are able to speak this kind of at this level with their own uh, this deep party member level, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think you we as the players, it's amazing to watch our player do that to one another. Come on, dude! As a DM, I just saw you guys speaking about it, and I, I, I love it as a DM when I can sit back and watch people interact by themselves. Yeah, especially when it's deep emotional conversation regarding their well-being yeah it was amazing yeah for me as a dm was that moment where you are you as playing as this character called kazarin mm-hmm. and talking with another the setting was they were stuck in the rain in the middle of the forest and they right. met this other caravan and this whole this whole like campfire thing and uh i remember your your character kazarin just went up on top of a caravan while watching the other people were playing by the fireside yeah and then then later on, this other person join in and you guys have a wonderful conversation yeah. about... Yeah, because the other person having is very stressed out over the mission she was yeah. given. Oh, that was amazing. The mommy and daddy of the group. Yeah. And the other character, Ari, yes. had a very... Had, uh, had a big purpose and a great mission that is waiting for her, a quest that she had to undertake. Yeah. And she was very stressed about it. And at that moment... They were really, they were getting closer. Yeah. And so, and Catherine was always the kind of person you can come up to, you can talk to, he would be, he would treat you with the utmost, he would give you the, all his attention and treat you with the utmost respect. Yeah. Because I wrote him, I wrote him to be that kind of character, mm. a blank slate, because he is a blank slate. Yeah. He lost his memory. Yes. So he was just absorbing everything as brand new. Yeah. And he would just, even though he had no memory, he had, emotions and yes. experience so that's the kind of character I wanted to play a bit raw yeah. with the things and not really know how to express himself the best yeah but still bring trying to bring out that because every at a deep at a level at the very base level of any mm-hmm. human being even in real life yep. there is that base emotional level where of course yeah, yeah. so just bring it back down to basics yeah I, I, I think Okay, there are many ways to enjoy Dungeons Dragon, but I enjoy this portion a lot. That's my favorite. Uh, yeah. Because it gives a lot more meaning to the battles. Yes. It gives meaning why the characters fight yeah. for one for, another. Yeah. Why you decided to, let's say you have one HP left, you are stayed back to make sure every single one of your party members yeah. make it out alive. Yeah. That is extremely crucial. Yeah. And it doesn't happen if the whole, I mean, if the whole emotion part is not being addressed. Yes. Yeah, and... It makes it very... video gamey quest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if it's left out. Yeah. It's just, oh, I'm just here for the money. I, I... Honestly speaking, I get it. Yeah. If someone tells me like, oh, I'm just here for the money, there are two ways it can go. It could be, I just... It's... One way is, I don't want to reveal. I mm. want to be strong. I want to be... Exactly. Another way, yeah. it's... Another way is just, I'm really just here for the money and they're just here to hit shit. Yeah. And that kind of... I don't like that it's not my favorite style of playing. Yeah. If you're playing a one-shot, fine. If you're mm-hmm. playing like Adventurous League, then yeah, I get it. Yeah. Because you don't have that time to explore. Yeah. 
the emotional connections because and bonds. Because for the mechanic of the game Correct. and all that, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you're playing a home game, I feel these are the things that you should explore. Yeah. In fact, I mean, you don't need to go into all emotion as well. For yeah. example, this whole money thing, you can... I mean, we were, we were talking about uh, Witcher... Uh, Nightmare of the Wolf earlier yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. The Vesemir story was exactly that. I'm here for the money, but you start to realize what is mm. the cost of the money. Exactly. And I think having that combined with a party where they have, you know, to talk about this conflict of interest where, right. hey, wait a minute, the money that you're getting is, in a sense, is not exactly clean. Correct. That is a fantastic way of revealing this kind of conversation. And yeah, truth, that is, yeah, that is one way that you can do it. Also, another way would be why do you want this money? Exactly, yeah. What is it for? Yeah. So, yeah, this conversation of real conversation within the party is something that I really love in Dungeons & Dragons. It's, honestly yeah. speaking, when it comes down to this, these real conversations can only happen to, I feel, more fleshed out characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, it's really dependent on either time playing this, these characters, mm-hmm. each individual player playing mm-hmm. these characters, once they live through their shoes, they mm-hmm. kind of get a better feeling about it, mm-hmm. then everybody will be able to have these kinds of conversation. Yeah. Alternatively, you have to have people who are very, very into this. Like, Yeah, that's true, that's true. Very determined to have these kinds of, yeah. this kind of Dungeons and Dragons playing this kind of Dungeons. Yeah. And the wanting to put in the extra effort it is to build a character that is like that yeah, rather than just definitely. playing it out and, you know, yeah. eventually. But it's difficult to find these kinds of people because, honestly speaking, it's quite an investment of time to try and build these characters that yes, are on a true. deep emotional level. Yeah. And in this day and age, we don't often have the time to do that anyway. So you have to. Un- it's a push. It's a give and take. Of course, yeah. And obviously, this is not the only way we we can play Dungeons & Dragons, but it is only one of the it ways and something way. that our favorite way. Yeah, I mean, we can only put recommendation. But of course, the other ways of playing, the mechanics of the game is still amazing. I mean, we were talking about Shang-Chi earlier, the whole... Uh, the, the grandmother? Oh, no. More like the action scene. Oh, right, Those right, right, are yeah. really more of the classic Dungeon Dragons where, you know, you come in and then there's the whole action. Yeah. Yeah, but even then also, we okay, this maybe this very us. Even we talk about the reaction of uh, Okafina <laughs> as the character yeah, being surprised. Yeah, that's true, yeah. That can be, you know, part and parcel of the characters as well. You know, suddenly off the blue, your fellow character, your fellow party members doing something that you didn't expect. Like, yeah. And you're just, oh, wow. You you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah it, yeah, it really boils down to emotions. When it comes down to this, because what makes, I'm going to talk about it a little bit now, but what sure. makes Critical Role, Critical Role? Mm. Sure, it's world-class level voice actor talent. Oh yes, definitely. With amazing writing yeah. in story from Matt Mercer. Yeah. With performances that are incomparable to any th- anyone else yeah. on the internet. But beyond that, it's the bonds these characters, yeah. the characters, I might add, these characters have. You think back on Vex and Vax. Oh, man. Yeah. That is such a heartbreaking and emotional. I just, I love them so much. Yeah. The twins, they really were like twins. Yeah. You think of Pike and Grog. Such best friends. Yeah. You think of Scallon and Grog. Uh, Well, best they were best friends. Best friends in a very different way than Pike and uh, Grog. Yes, of yeah. course. But it's <laughs> entirely, yeah. 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 You think of Keyleth and Percy. 
Yeah. Best friends as well. You think of Tarion and Tarion and Percy as well. Best Tarion friends, but yeah. They were all really amazing. Like Vex became Tarion's best friend. Yeah. And the amount of love they have for each other at the end of it, that is what I'll be very honest with you. That is the kind of D&D that I chase. Me too. Yeah. And I think moments like, I don't know, even the conflict moments where they just don't agree with things and then they just talk it out among each other. Or not even talk it out like Percy versus Grog. Yeah. That was one thing. Yeah. And, but of course, that is the moment where they don't talk it out but there are moments where they do have yeah conversations as well. And I think those... That's what... Uh, to me, that's what I feel makes Dungeons & Dragons yeah. special. You can get mechanics from any game. True, yeah. But if you're playing a role-playing game, why not play the role? Exactly, yeah. Get into... Especially for something like a tabletop RPG where the sky is the limit. Yeah, man. You can change anything you want. We can add things. You're can, not bound yeah. by video game logic. Exactly. You can interact with these people as though they're real. Yeah. Do Why not do it? Exactly. I mean, I I do have to point this out as well. I think the biggest moment in like video game history are always emotional moments as well. Yeah. For example, I don't know whether it's a spoiler, but it's 20 plus years, so I don't think it's a spoiler anymore. Uh, Ares' yeah. death. Sorry? Ares from Final Fantasy Seven. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that moment took the whole world, video yeah. game world, by surprise when it yeah. happened. And even until now, uh, yeah, people are still discussing it. And Definitely, yeah. I think it all boils down to that. It doesn't really have to involve like a death or anything. Or, it's, yeah. that's way too that's way too campy and tropey yes. and cliche. But it can be as simple as someone approaching another character. Let's say my character is having a tough time when there's that's why downtime in D and D is also really important. Yeah, like especially when a party has been going through a lot. It is important as a DM to give your party downtime yeah, so true. that they can go and seek out these things. Completely agree. I mean, just talking out of the crazy things they just experienced together. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it really also depends on the party you have. Of course, agree. And by emotional moments, doesn't mean just the, uh, you know, the heavy stuff. Yeah. It can be all the shenanigans and the joyful things yeah. as well. That's where you learn each other's character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that th- that is something that's severely lacking in a lot of games. I mean, well, we don't know that for sure, but I... No, as in like, the, from my opinion, watching a lot of different streams and right, everything right, right, online, right, yeah. that is what is severely lacking. I guess They so, all try yeah. to be funny. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's a natural tendency. I mean, that's what we do as well, but I think... Mm, yeah, but okay. It needs to be have everything, right? Yeah. Balance of all. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, that's why I feel Critical Role does. I mean, we're going to talk about it in depth more. Of course. Oh, man, that's going to be a long episode, right? Yeah, we'll definitely talk <laughs> about like what we like about Critical Role. So it's going to take like maybe three hours, which is like probably a shorter than the shortest episode of Critical Role. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think. Those are uh, the most amazing moments. The RP, you know, mm-hmm. of uh, Dungeons and Dragons is really the crux of why the party should fight for one another, should fight the big guys, yeah. the bad guys. And why if they should stay together. Yeah, it's all the why to what makes a party a party. I feel I have a lot of difficulty trying to 
instigate, I guess, these kinds of moments. Or it or evoke these kinds of emotions in because it re- I feel it's really dependent on the player if this is what they want. I think I think it's both ways. I think the DM needs to give the space as well. Definitely. Yeah, and I think you, you do. And I think the players themselves also need to be because okay, uh, okay, I believe here's what yeah. here's where you're coming from. Yeah. The DM can give you as much space as you want. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Agree, completely so agree with it, you. Yeah. It's really and I feel it's entirely dependent on the party. Yeah. So I think for me as well as the player, the players. My opinion of Dungeons and Dragons is that the players also have a story to tell. Exactly. And the story to tell is when this downtime are given by the DM, take the opportunity. Yeah. To like, hey, get to know what your party members are as a person find interest in what they do like why are they carrying this sword specifically yeah. why are they uh, what about their background why are they alone why, exactly, why are yeah. they in such certain set of trouble why do they have such a drive to do a certain thing exactly what are they seeking what yeah. are they running from yeah. these are all motivations yeah. and I feel it comes down to character creation as well. Exactly. When yeah. you create a character, most people that oh, you need a backstory. Okay, I'm a farmer. Mm. That's it. That's yeah. not enough. Yeah, I eventually. Like, it's that's not enough. Not enough. Yeah. You want to start a character for a one shot, you want to say he's a farmer, fine. Vice but if you're yeah. playing a character for a, a whole campaign, true. You need like, oh, I'm a farmer. I came from like, you need a purpose. Yeah, why do you start traveling? And why? you need to have events that define your character and personality as a of exactly. the character you're playing. Yeah, right. And then only through that can you communicate to the dungeon master what kind of a character this is. And yes. with that, the dungeon master will be able to understand and appreciate this character better. Yeah, and also be able to give this character the story it deserves. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. So it, at the end of the day, I feel without collaboration between Dungeon Master. And yeah, and you know, sometimes players will just give you the bare minimum and then mm. Dungeon Masters will have to keep probing mm. and it it's kind of tiring yeah. for the Dungeon Master because don't forget, you're not the only player at the table. Yes, of they course. They probably have to yeah. do this for so many people, like for the, everybody else at the table. Yeah. And so as a player, I would definitely try to overgive my dungeon master, so that he doesn't have to worry about anything. He can just pick whatever he likes and use it. Yeah. So I just I I like no joke. My character, <laughs> my my character backstories for each of my characters. The shortest one was the first one, Larry. He was three pages already. <laughs> right. Yep. Helzin had like five pages of backstory alone. That's right. With um one yeah. page of glossary of previous. Uh, people that he's encountered mm-hmm. that the DM can use as NPCs. Mm-hmm. He had a motivation. He had something that he was running from. He had, yeah, and then Catherine was more because I wanted him more of a blank slate. Mm-hmm. I told him he has emotional ties and he has some things here and there. Yeah, which was actually worked. It worked really well because I was a DM for that. Uh, then we really have a lot of conversation about yeah. what it might be. And yes, it don't, not, I know you don't have pages and pages for Kazrin, Yeah, but we do have a lot of conversation and that yeah. created the character itself. Exactly. Which, yeah. honestly speaking, I love all these characters. Yeah. It, you're, like, if you're a, if you are a character, if you're a player at somebody's table, please spare a thought for the DM. You know, they have to think of the arcs, the stories and everything, you know, the least you could do is worry about your own character. Mm. Right? And if you like your party and if you're playing D&D with a party constantly, come on, you you like your party. Mm-hmm. Right? 
then spare thoughts for everybody else as well. Yeah, actually, that's the point I've been wanting to say. I think as players, yes, preparing for your own characters is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think the next step is taking an interest in the characters that your friends are playing. Are playing. I was and just I, about to get to that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a very important portion. Yes, you have your own story you, that you want to tell. Obviously, that is, that's something you want because this is something your own creation, right? Yeah. And you want to showcase slowly, bit by bit to your friends. Yeah. But wouldn't it, for me, well, I, I don't, th- this is not something that I learned right away from the beginning, but mm-hmm. along the way, I learned that, hey, I should take interest in my friend's character. Why is the things that he has been preparing? And yeah. Yeah, of course, the spotlight will be on your friend. But I think that's the point of uh, any party, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Don't, we take turn off, don't go into D&D yeah. having a main character syndrome. That of is course, the worst yeah. thing. Like, you you keep throwing your friends to the sideline. That's horrible, mm. right? You need to show shine a spotlight on them sometimes. Yeah. If they don't like it, t- turn it away. Move, yeah. it some, move it to somebody else. You probably have a party of at least three people, right? Yep. So try and... If it's three people, it's going to be a tight-knit group as well. Yeah. So, and of course, this is where, like you mentioned just now, the DM also comes in Mm. because they need to give the players and the characters room to breathe and room to do this. Yeah. But you can't always expect the players to offer up the information by themselves. Of course. You can't always expect the the DM to come up with something to provoke or invoke these kind exactly. of emotions yeah. it relies on character interaction as well yeah. just like in everyday life it relies on people interaction we are humans we live off human interaction yeah right everybody was in quarantine to get, like together you know how horrible it is to be isolated and away from everybody that's so true so yeah. when it comes down to it when you're playing your story when you're telling your story and playing your game mm. it should have the same effect Especially now, everybody has that experience of being in isolation. Exactly. And yeah. know what you crave. It'll yeah, be something man. to work toward. Yeah. Man, I think that is really things that we learn, I suppose, together as both a DM yeah, and DM a player. Players, yeah. Wow. Okay. So bringing it back to the topic of the movies, right? Yes. Um, It's the, what I like about our list of movies. And mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and list them out again so you don't have to if you're listening to more, you don't have to worry about what they were. They were Free Guy, Suicide Squad, and Kanto Shang-Chi, uh, Snyder Cut, Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, and Troll Hunters, Rise of the Titans. Okay. Right. Uh, what I love about these, it's movies, it's kind of telling what kind of players we are, right? So it, it's kind of a depiction of our D&D journey. Free Guy, it's about a video game, it's about a character, right? So it immediately, it's very similar to Dungeons & Dragons. It's a character coming to life and uh, yeah, I living guess through so. a system, walking yeah. through a world that yeah. So it's like D and D, you know. So yeah. Side Squad, it's a bunch of misfits coming together and standing <laughs> together. It's, that's the very D and D. And Kanto, it's about a deep emotional bond that you have with your family. Exactly. Your party is kind of like your adopted family. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You love them, and you need to have the emotional bonds. And sometimes yeah. you, things, when things go unsaid, it breaks it apart. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Shang-Chi was all about the action and fighting. Mm. I mean, that's very D&D as well. And also with a family storyline, don't forget, there's a very deep exactly. family no, storyline. I'm getting to it. So like, yeah. which one of you who has played D&D for at least two to three years, right, has never come up with a character with daddy issues? No. No one. Come me. on. If you're, saying <laughs> if you're saying yourself, you are bloody lying. Please. I am, I am. <laughs> I, I, I am just joking. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then when it comes up to Snyder Cut, 
Uh-huh. Again, group of heroes coming to banding together, saving the world. Very D and D. Exactly. Yep. Witcher is fantasy based, mm-hmm. and troll hunters. Again, group of heroes. Uh, yeah, man. In fact, part of the heroes they are wizards. They are exactly like a warrior. They're, they're the trolls. Yeah, they're tech people. Technique. I mean, it, it's amazing. So I was just looking over this list the other day, and I was trying to. Get ready for the episode. And I was looking at it and I thought, huh, that's really a D&D player's list, <laughs> I guess. I guess so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And in fact, even, yeah, everything. Really. Just food for thought. <laughs> oh, so well, I, yeah. It also really shows what kind of stories we want. True. I mean, all the stories here have it's depth. Yeah, but and there is no like drama movies. Yeah, we don't have films inside, you know, like the art, more artistic kind of film. Well, I guess my honorable mentions list kind of has it. Is it? Which one is it? Tick Tick Boom? Oh, Tick Tick Boom. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's. It, I felt. I, now I'm kind of feeling like I should have put it in my list. At least just... We can about. always... Again, this list are what we want to talk about. Not right our now, yeah. favorite, favorite, you know. Not our top best show kind of thing. That's true, yeah. yeah. But... Oh, Tick, Tick, Boom is so good, man. I, ju- I just... Actually, I just showed Steven a clip from Tick, Tick, Boom. It is the uh, therapy. If mm-hmm. you guys are familiar with Tick, Tick, Boom, it is the clip from therapy. And it's basically Andrew Garfield and Vanessa Hudgens sitting, sitting on stage talking about what it's like to be in a couple and going through a relationship and therapy and everything. So it's, it's honestly speaking, the artistry of Jonathan Larson that Lin-Manuel Miranda has portrayed on film is amazing. Mm. If you're a fan at all of musicals, go watch Take Take Boom. Yeah, that's actually one in my list. I think after watching it, there may be an episode of, of that and... In the future, yeah, maybe. Well, I yeah. mean, never say never, right? Definitely, yeah. All right. So <laughs> with that being said, what are you guys' favorite D&D moments, right? And what kind of stories do you guys drive to have for your D&D? For us, we've, we've talked at length. And uh, this is being one of the last few episodes of more mm-hmm. until the foreseeable future. Well, the one last few episodes of more like this because yes, if yeah. you're not aware you can check out our announcements that we're part of the more should will be changing to a review type series shortly for legends of vox machina yes so yeah one of the last few polity mores that are is going to be in this format yeah and I, but i think the good thing about that uh don't worry i mean if you like this kind of content uh because i think legend of vox machina was Vox Machina itself was inspiration behind why the way we play Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. in a certain way. And I think very naturally, a lot of this conversation yep. will be picked up over there. So we won't just be doing a very cold review of Yeah, like, of oh, course, you know, definitely. You know, it's still going to be intrinsically us. It's still yes. going to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons and Critical Role and all that goodness. Yeah. So yeah, please, you know, stay tuned for that. Yeah. And having said that, I think it's a good place to wrap up. Let us know what your favorite stories and what you strive for D&D because we, we love talking about D&D nonstop. And yeah, we love to to hear the stories that either your DM had put you through or you are a dungeon master yourself. What kind of story or things that you have witnessed in this kind of uh, emotion or even like conversation among your party members right. that you have. 
Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.